0: this is ariki ogumbawale and you're listening to the soaring wings show
1: tuning in to the Soaring Wings show on the W Insider Podcast Network. My name is Eric Graham at WNBA Love on Twitter and at WNBA underscore love on Instagram. Hey guys,
0: this is Dorothy J Gentry on Twitter and on Instagram and glad you guys are here. Welcome back, girl. We missed you last week. Thank you so much. I was out, but I am back ready to talk a little Dallas Wings basketball.
1: All right. So <laughs> the season is winding down. Yep. Winding down, down to the last few games. And Arika continues her assault on the WNBA record books. Let's talk a little bit about her performance Saturday night.
0: Wow, that was something else. And again, you know, I, I've tweeted this out and I've said this to anybody who would listen. You have to really go and see her game in person. You just have to at least once uh, to really fully appreciate what she brings to the table. But just Saturday night alone, you know, they were down 23 points to the mystics at home of course the mystics being the number one team you know in in the league but they didn't give up and arike in particular she led the way she had a game high 30 points with that 30 points she joined asia wilson as the only other rookie in WNBA history to have three 30 point games the only other one of course asia being last year's rookie of the year um, she was also the third rookie to ever have dropped 30 or more in back-to-back outings. She had 35, 35, tied her season high, and then 30. So she had three 30 or more games back-to-back. Third rookie in NBA his- WNBA history for that. Then she extended her WNBA rookie record of eight consecutive games with at least 20 points. Who scored 20 or more points eight times in a row? And then Saturday's game also marked the 15th time that she has passed the 20-point mark. She was playing the Mystics with, of course, MVP candidate Alina Deladon, and happened to that same night um, tie Alina for 10th most uh, points during a rookie season. Mm-hmm. This was all just Saturday night, everybody. And she's also learning to be more efficient as far as getting others involved and passing the ball and whatnot because she handed out... Seven assists on Saturday night, tying her career high. I think she's the rookie of the year. Period. Just like that. I think she's the rookie of the year.
1: Now, I just want to put this out here, guys. Like, things have been getting a little heated online as yeah. far as the Rookie of the Year debate. Yeah. You know, both young ladies, we say, we've said this for the past couple of weeks, yes. have been doing a phenomenal job. Yes. Like,
0: awesome.
1: you know, it's, it's not any shade towards any player. It's and, not. you know, we can debate peacefully online. We just don't have to come at each other's throats. Like it's basketball guys it's all right. fun right. and the exciting thing about it is that there hasn't been this much debate surrounding the rookie of the right. year race in a long time and it's there good been been. to have that conversation amongst fans it really online is. to you know get that attention
0: up but you gotta take it easy exactly and you know and we we appreciate you, know, you guys sharing your comments and your thoughts and everything online but you know, um, as Ari said, you know, it's, it's it's basketball. You know, I know there's a lot of emotion and it's your team and your, your player and all of that, you know. But at the end of the day, um, there are a lot of other things that are a little bit more <laughs> important. But, right. again, um, I think that she is um, the rookie of the year for a number of reasons. Reasons which I've written about in uh, The Athletic and my stories um, on Arike and the uh, Wings. Of which I've um, tweeted about, posted about, you know, um, just the load, you know, that she's carrying, her, um, you know, her her efficiency uh, with what she's being asked to do, um, playing out of position, um, just so much. There's just so many sp- specific reasons why I believe she's um, rookie of the year, and then Cappy Pondexter, who Enrique has been. I guess you could say, compared to since draft, since draft night, um, chimed in the other day on Instagram. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I did. I did.
0: And uh, that, went, that went pretty viral quickly as well. And um, let me just quickly read Kathy's uh, Cap- post from Instagram. She said, there hasn't been one explosive guard like me, but it's safe to say Arike Agumbo is it. Everyone talking about rookie of the year. Arike is doing such an unbelievable job this year while making it look easy. She's a, a small guard, shooting guard asked to be a point guard, getting double, triple teamed all, all of while, hanging with BG, Brittany, and EDD, Elena, in points per game. She's got a lot of onlys, only rookie with multiple 35-point games in the history of the league, only rookie ever to score 20-plus points in at least seven consecutive games, only person in the WNBA under 6'2", averaging 17 points per game, and tied with DeWanna Bonner for most assists per game among players, scoring at least 16 points per game, too. She's an elite WNBA player right now as a rookie, and she should be Rookie of the Year. That was from Kathy Pondexter, whom everyone has compared Enrique to since draft night. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree with Cappy. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, she's not the only one. You got Skylar Diggins-Smith backing her up. Like, there's multiple players. Mm -hmm. Her coach, Muffin McGraw, is backing her up as well, saying that she should be rookie Mm -hmm. of the year. And, yeah, you might say that these particular people have bias as far as Diggins-Smith and her former coach, Muffin McGraw. But what about Cappy Pondexter? She has no skin in the game. Yeah, no skin (laughs) in the game. She's Mm -hmm. retired. She's, you know – Sitting back, taking a look, and she sees that the talent that Arike has showcased this season should cement her Rookie of the Year status. Now, yes. again, Nafisa's been having an outstanding year. Yes, she has. And she has her certain set of onlys in her in different well. categories. That's true. So, I mean, I'm glad I'm not having to cast a vote <laughs> or make a decision. Yeah. But I know that, for me, it would be Arike Ogobowale.
0: And I, I I think that her performance uh, just this year, uh, you know, submits her status, not just as rookie of the Year, but she's going to be a star in this league. People are going to want to play with her.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that she should have been an all-star this year. Oh, yeah. But I think that we're going to see her as an all-star going forward. Definitely, Definitely. by 2021. It won't be an all-star game next year in right. 2020. But by 2021, she's all-star, probably MVP, we just gotta see. Like, I'm her future is mm-hmm. very, very bright. Yes. And I mean, she's listed at five at five eight. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's five eight. I know. But she's been balling.
0: Yes, she has. She been. has been balling.
1: Two, three, four defenders. It don't matter. She right. knows how to create her own shot. She yes. knows where to get that ball off the backboard right. to make sure it goes in. Like right. she could take it in. She right. hit you with the outside shot. Yep. It's it's wild.
0: Yeah. So yeah, her her game is exciting. Her game is very exciting. Right.
1: All right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we've had someone like her. It's crazy that she's had to carry such a load as a rookie. Yeah. But, you know, she's been doing it. And the Wings have gone through a lot of hardship this season yes. with the injuries. Uh matter of fact, they were granted an injury hardship and were able to sign Carly Samuelson, who we got a little look at Saturday night against the Mystics. Uh, you have Azaree with her foot surgery, yes. you know, it's only her second year
0: in the league. So what do you think that says about Azaray's future? Man, I don't know. I know that I don't think that she knew, I guess, it was going to be as bad as this. Um, she did play a couple of games this mm-hmm. season, um, you know, toward the beginning, and then she set out a little bit. And then, you know, she had been in practice and was working through it and we got updates from um the president and from the coach saying that you know she was rehabbing and then finally they ended up shutting her down you know for the season just saying that you know she wasn't really you know wasn't responding to the treatments and whatnot so and then all of a sudden the surgery comes about a couple of weeks ago so um you don't really know what to think right now i know that she wants to be out there Mm -hmm. um i know that you know she had a really good First year she was um, on the all-rookie team mm-hmm. on last year mm-hmm. um, you know uh, as a rookie so and I know that this year her second year second season you know should have been like a breakout season for her but it just never worked out that way um, I do know that she got the injury when she played overseas mm-hmm. when she came back with it with the injury she came back early from overseas mm-hmm. because of the, the foot injury so That speaks a little bit to that, you know, as far as playing overseas and getting hurt and everything. So I don't know the extent. Obviously, it must have been pretty serious to have to have surgery. I don't know exactly what is wrong with her foot. Um, It said six months is what they're saying Mm -hmm. for her to come back. I hope that she comes back healthy. And hold because she, you know, she, she was, she's a pretty good player.
1: Yeah, no, she's really good. And I think she would have been quite the force for mm-hmm. the Wings. Like, yeah. like you said, um, would have been a breakout season in her second yeah. year. I yeah. think that breakout is still coming. The one thing that worries me, because they mm-hmm. say this in the NBA, feet on big men when it gets injured it's a problem mm-hmm. and it could be the same for the for the women yeah um, depending on how serious the injury was like right. you know 6 months is a good time frame mm-hmm. unfortunately she's missing a chance to make her good money overseas but She'll be back in time for the WNBA season. Yeah. She has been able to learn and understand Agler system without mm-hmm. physically playing. That's so true. she, you know, she's she'll be there as far yeah. as like mental preparation. But getting yeah. her back physically, I know it's going to be a challenge. But the window that she has, it's more than enough time for her to make that progress and right. get integrated. And I think we'll see that breakout season next season.
0: I definitely hope so because she's also um, a good person as well. And you want to see you want to see her succeed. You know. Also at the game, there. You know, speaking of injuries, um Mariah Jefferson was back at um Arlington okay. again, you know, at Saturday night's game with uh, with the Mystics and so she's uh coming around a little bit more. Again, um Agler has said that she's a go for the new season. Uh she'll be in training camp and all of that. So and he mentioned the other night he said people have forgotten about her because she has been injured the past couple of seasons. But he said that, um, you know, she's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. You know, she was second in voting to uh, Rookie of the Year the year before, um, 2016. Yeah. And so she she's a pretty good player, you know, who has been hampered by injuries, but she should be a full goal, so.
1: But we'll get more into the future on next week's podcast when we wrap up the season. Yes. But looking forward to this weekend's games, we have – the Wings are currently on the road. At the time of recording, they're preparing for the sign. But on Friday, they will be having a rematch against the Washington Mystics yes. in Washington. Yes. Now, we know that the Wings have had their struggles on the road. Mm-hmm. And in this last game, Washington only had eight players active. Right. So, will Ariel Powers be back? Right.
0: She missed her only time in Dallas this year. Saturday oh, night when she didn't play.
1: I know the fans are probably looking yeah. forward to her
0: return. Yeah. But what do you think? I don't know, but you know, uh, they have the wings. Have had, like you said, their struggles on the road. But they surprised the Chicago Sky, who are in the playoffs mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. uh, when they beat them. And yeah. you know, in Chicago for only their second road win of the year. But hey, like Glory said, you know, they're looking to to, to spoil some things. You know, yeah, they, can, um, they, they don't, don't have anything to lose right now, so I wouldn't count the wings out. No,
1: don't do it. You know, let's uh, take a listen to what Glory had to say.
0: We know that we've we've been eliminated at this point uh, for playoffs, but we're still competitors, right, at the end of the day. And and we come in here every day. It's our job, you know, it's our job to come in here and do this and and compete. So we have a game. We still have to show out for our fans and and the people that come support us every day. So we're not just going to roll over and let people people beat us just because we can't make it into playoffs. We still want to challenge them and and try to mess it up for some people. That's what we're trying to do. So at this point, you know, we're here to play hard and, and give it our all every single day.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. I love that the team is not giving up. I love that. You see it all the time in sports though. Right. When they find out, you know, there's no future, like no. oh, we're not in the playoffs, we mm-hmm. just gone di da through they these mail games. It in. Not the mm-hmm. wings, no. okay? No. Like the Mystics and the Storm can not take the wings lightly. Like they are coming at you, they're ready to compete, right. they're ready to mix things up regardless they still have a great defensive identity mm-hmm. you still have players growing within Agler system in their different positions so friday night is going to be interesting and, no, definitely. and so will the final game on sunday right um, fan appreciation day yes fans make sure y'all make sure y'all get out there mm-hmm. i'm going to give y'all a code Ooh. thank you 19 is the code for discounted tickets all wow. right Did you hear that Thank you, 19. Make sure you guys hop on. Use that code. I want to see y'all at this game. Say what's up. You can find me and Dorothy in the mm-hmm. different media sections. Mm-hmm. There will also be a town hall yes. with the new commissioner, Kathleen Engelberg. She will be in town. Yeah, mm-hmm. so just make sure y'all come out. It's going to be big big status, but also make sure you're early because it is also the same day as the Cowboys' home opener. Arlington is going to be wild, wow. but it's going to get crazy.
0: And it's an the, afternoon game at that. Yes. It's at 3 o'clock, too. Yeah.
1: All right, so make sure you guys catch that final game. It's your, it'll be your final look at the Dallas Wings on September 8th against the Seattle Storm. Uh, like I said, the code is thank you 19 and I want to see you guys at the game. So let's talk about this playoff picture. The race is still a little bit tight, but um, things are getting set in. The Wings still have a, a way of affecting it with these final couple games against the Mystics. In the storm, things can get pretty mixed up because the race is so tight. Mm-hmm. But let's focus on these postseason awards. We've already talked about Rookie of the Year. Who is your MVP?
0: I started out the season saying John Quell Jones. Okay, so, um, you still feel that way? You waning a little bit? And I, uh, you know. <laughs> In a way, but then Elena Del Don, she's just come on like gangbusters, pretty much sort of out of nowhere, um, and has sewn up the award, I think. Has sewn up the award. <laughs> Don't mind us over here. Um, I, I was with, I was, I was with um, Jonquil, and I'm going to go ahead and stay with her. But I, I think Alina Del Don has pretty much wrapped it up with her play for Washington, and has just propelled them, you know, straight into the number one, you know, team.
1: So. Yeah. No, I agree with you. They're like, mm-hmm. masked EDD has been balling, mm-hmm. and I figured it would kind of be that way mm-hmm. as long as she stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been great to see. I'm glad that she stayed healthy. Hopefully, yeah. we can see the same thing continue through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, if she hadn't gotten hurt. Would Seattle won the championship last year?
0: Hmm. Interesting. That's a good question. Probably not. Never know. Alright. Yeah, we'll never know. know. But But this is definitely a redemption season for Alita. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind us over here, guys. We are battling a fly. <laughs> Y'all ever oh, see nice. a
1: fly get in
0: your way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so who oh. will be your defensive
0: player of the year? Oh man. Natasha Howard. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no. Natasha's been pretty much a beast in the in the middle. Yeah, um, um, she's leading the league with instills. Yeah.
0: Who Who do you think? Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd probably roll with Howard. She's been pretty mm-hmm. dominant mm-hmm. in there.
0: Uh, what about your sixth woman? Oh gosh, I was I was gonna say my most improved would be Danica, but then. Mm-hmm. I would also probably add her for um, Sixth Woman as well. Odyssey Sims has been doing a really great job as well, uh, as far as being in the conversation of most improved. Mm-hmm. Even though you said Sixth Woman, but uh, I jumped onto the most improved right. Yeah, but, no. If you had um, the Erica as well, she, yeah, she, you know, switched teams, you know, mm-hmm. and went from the Sparks to the um, the Links, mm-hmm. and she's just been a different player almost. Um, so as far as most improved, I think she's a big reason why they got into the playoffs, you know, along with Sylvia, of course, and Nafisia. So for six, uh, for sixth man, I'm sorry, for most improved, I would say Odyssey. I don't know about sixth woman. What do you think?
1: Six women. I'd have to go with. I had to give my start to it. Yeah, no, DeErica Hamby. Okay. Like I said, she could have. She could go for both. Right. Six women and most improved. What is it about these wings going off to different teams and being happier and more exciting and Ariel and Odyssey? (laughs) Yeah, just they just moved on and and Liz like everybody just. Doing good, but hey, you know whatever. Dallas,
0: the home base, to where you get right. that springboard to a better future. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like a sometimes you know yeah. sometimes different atmospheres just you know work better for different people. So yeah, that's true. All right, yeah. so let's let's talk about these awards in the
1: sense of just the Dallas Wings. Mm. So we, I mean, we've talked about Enrique extensively. Yes. If this was just the Dallas, if these postseason awards were just yes, for the for Dallas the Wings. wings
0: would Arike be MVP? She would be the MVP and rookie of the year. She would be the MVP and rookie of the year. She would rival. Oh uh, no, she wouldn't. Um, I would say M- <laughs> I would say MVP Arike. yeah Okay, definitely. Right. Um, yeah. My defensive player of the year, I would say Kayla.
1: Of course, it sucks that she got hurt because it yeah. kind of just took out the running a little bit. But yeah. definitely, as a Wings Award, it would it would be Kayla. Man, si- what about six most improved?
0: Oh, most improved. Alicia Gray.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quite the bounce back come out of yeah from that the little bit of a sophomore, sophomore slump. Exactly, it's like, and
0: she's been kind of like that silent assassin again. Much so with the steals. I love. I mean, it's like all of a sudden she passes by you and then she has the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the steals, the assists. She scrambles. She's diving on on the court, sliding across. The, so yeah, she's playing real hard this year. Yeah. Um. So I would say her for. Uh, most, most improved. improved. Uh, now, six women.
1: Now, I mean, we've only had like eight to nine players right. <laughs> available. So who would be six women? Like, who's coming off the bench and making that difference? Or who's in that rotation making a difference?
0: Maybe Kayla Davis?
1: Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Especially with her having to shift into PG <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. Toward the end, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. What do you think? No, I I'd agree with Davis. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if Anique would have had a little more time with the team, it would have been her. Yeah. If Plaisance was still here yeah. in the starting yeah. lineup, it yeah. probably would have more been like maybe Harrison. I was gonna say uh, yeah, Izzy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, because mm-hmm. they so were kind of going back and forth with the in the starting mm-hmm. lineup. Mm-hmm. So, but I think
0: Is- Isabel could be in the running for our most improved as well. I think so, too. Yes, yeah, she, so, she's done great coming off of her injuries and from a uh, different team. So, yeah, most definitely.
1: Uh, it just sucks that the wings aren't in the in the playoff picture and that, you know, a lot more of our players aren't considered for most of these awards just yeah. based off of wins and losses. Right. But looking at the playoff picture, like it's going to come down to the end to determine the final seedings. But right now, we have the sky, the links, the storm, And the Mercury, who will all be into first round elimination, or first round or second round elimination games. So single elimination, yeah.
0: Win or go home. Yeah, win or go (laughs) home. No matter no
1: matter the position, either you get a bye. All right. So out of those teams, who do
0: you see going home after one and done? Mm, I would have to go with probably the Mercury. Depends, I don't know. It just depends upon the, the day. I don't know when they play. Um, they were they at 15 and 16 right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've played a little inconsistently, mm-hmm. um, as has, you know, Seattle. Um, I think Chicago and the Lynx will be the ones I think that will prevail yeah. But, you like they say, in football, any given Sunday, same thing with the WNBA. At any given time, a team can, you know, yeah. beat another team and send them home. Yeah, facing,
1: like, with the, with the way the standings are right now, mm-hmm. having to face the Mercury or the Storm is pretty dangerous, especially in a single elimination game. And with the yeah, way that the Sky performed when the Wings came to town, are they going to – are they prepared – for this playoff life. You know, they've been trying to get in. Yeah, yeah. And it's single elimination, because I doubt they'll make it into the top four. They had a
0: pretty good record, though. Well, right now, they're 19-13, and Mm -hmm. you know, so on a couple of uh, game-winning streaks. So, again, that's what's so hard about those single elimination games. It's like anybody can just at any point rise up and win. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, No matter if they're worse than the other team, it's like for this game, we won. Yeah. So... It makes
1: the playoffs interesting, but still, like we were discussing this Mm -hmm. a little earlier, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you work so hard to get to the playoffs just to be in this one-and-done situation. Like, I don't know why they necessarily decided to change the format. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just to keep the season within a certain window, but Mm -hmm. what's wrong with having that three-game series? Like, what's wrong with that? Because you can knock it out. In two Mm -hmm. games. It's just
0: essentially one extra game. Exactly. But to come in and know this is it, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's a good reward for those
1: that, you know, make it to the top. But that's so hard to do. Yeah. And it's like you shouldn't be faced with single elimination in the playoffs. I wonder. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. It's so much pressure. And I think that's kind of how these teams crack. Like with the Sun being knocked out. Right. Like they were really good. Really good team. Just had. One bad game. One bad game. But that one bad game sent them home yeah. for the season. And that so. was it. <laughs> it's it's something. So I wonder if we if we we'll ever go back to the former format. But Maybe. if not, it's just, you know, it's something that teams are going to have to get used to. All right. So I work from home, guys. And I generally have the sports shows on in the background. And today, I was just thinking, like, say we did live in a world where... You know, the coverage was equal, and you had analysis like different sports analysts on all these different channels, Mm -hmm. you know, digging into players' lives Mm -hmm. and, you know, discussing what they do on and off the court. How do you see that? How would you see that working for WNBA players? Would they be okay with that? Like, you know, they talk about wanting more coverage and all of that, and if we got to that point, how would the women handle this type of scrutiny mm-hmm. that the men are under?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a really, really good question because, of course, you know, we know everything about the players, NFL, NBA, you know, on all of these sports talk shows, you know, with with uh, analysts giving their takes about their lives and things that they do on the weekends and, you know, that affect them playing, you know, on the court or on the field. Um, if that scrutiny was given to the women of the WNBA Especially in this Me Too movement and with all the whole, you know, women power and uplifting our women and everything, I don't know that 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 would go too well, and that would go over too well. Um, I don't know. Maybe some teams would say um, no comment. You know, more often than not, maybe they would hold their players from, um, you know, commenting on things or from giving their take or from maybe even using a lot of social media, Mm -hmm. you know, to respond to. Sometimes you have the players responding to social media. You know, saying, you know, well, that's not true and that didn't happen or whatever. So I, I don't really know. I, I'm not sure how it would go. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know.
1: You know, I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to live in a world where I could turn nice. on ESPN or ESPNW. Hello, mm-hmm. ESPN. Yeah. Uh, just to turn it on and see things like first take for women's sports. But you're right. There comes, you know, the, the analysts aren't necessarily disrespectful when they talk about the players, yeah. but they do get pretty close to that line. They and do. when you're talking about women in that, you know, in yeah. those different aspects, yeah. like it could get pretty dangerous. But when you have like domestic violence issues, yeah. like we've had a couple this season, like what would that look like right. on the national stage? Like right. is that something that, you know, the WNBA would necessarily be able to handle? It's uh, it was just something that I was thinking about,
0: and but you can't not cover it because it's it's a it's women involved, right? You know, right. I mean, you can't do that. So um,
1: I yeah. don't know. I
0: just you
1: know, I like to I like to be in a world where I could just turn on and listen, but at the same time, you I, I'd be getting pretty pissed, I guess, as far <laughs> as you know, other fans do when you know these analysts. People that don't play sports or right. haven't been through it, mm-hmm. you know, they know mm-hmm. they know the game, but they mm-hmm. haven't experienced it. You know, they dig into these, but like they get right. into them. Like, for example, when they were talking about the U.S. team, uh, they came close with Turkey, the men on the FIBA championship, yeah. and they're just saying they're they're just talking straight trash mm-hmm. about these dudes, and they're talented. Mm-hmm. They're telling, but they're calling them like the junior varsity of yeah. the NBA and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh man, seeing, seeing that about the women, cause yeah. they are literally the best of the best. They are. Like the top of their profession, Ooh, it, it would
0: just be a little different, but it's something to think about because, you know, we talk about the equal pay or, you know, and, and, and equal coverage may mean equal coverage, which yeah. means that, you know, uh, more personal uh, things will come out about players, uh, you know, if they're afforded that kind of coverage. If they want the mm-hmm. same kind of coverage as the the, the players, you know, uh, the, the male players receive. Then there may be more personal things coming out, and people may not like that. So. See,
1: and that's just something to think about. Like, you can't say, mm-hmm. "Oh, you can't get your panties in a bunch." <laughs>
0: Talking about a female yeah, you yeah. player, you don't
1: want to bring in, no. you know, motherhood when right. some of these analysts might bring in fatherhood, yeah. Yeah. like.
0: It's, it it's would a, be... It's a thin line. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line. You have to be careful, yeah. you know, because it's still men and women, you know, even mm-hmm. though you want athletes to, you know, the athletes say that I'm just an athlete, you know, not necessarily a male or female athlete, but there are still those gender differences that are mm-hmm. there that you have to respect.
1: Yeah. But then on the positive side too, like we had that more extensive coverage. We could find out about the good things that the players are doing That's as well. So I just like to see it one day. That's so... True too. Alright, so you're, you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show on the W Insider Podcast Network. We'd like to thank you for tuning in this week. Dorothy, I'm so glad you came back, girl, because yeah, last here. week was a little rough. A little I'm rough. Here. You know, it's sad that the the season's winding down. We only have one more show for you guys, but again, I'm Ari uh, at WNBA Love on Twitter at WNBA underscore Love on
0: Instagram. And I'm a Dorothy J Gentry on Twitter and on Instagram. So
1: just uh, make sure you guys give us your thoughts on today's show. I'd really like to hear you guys' feedback on yes. the, the final topic as in regards to you know the equal coverage that could be online or on television as far as the WBA goes and women's sports in general. So thanks again for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.
0: This is Arike Ogumbawale, and you're listening to The Soaring Wings Show.